Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us join in saying together, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you are, lo are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me and went after worthless things and became worthless themselves. They did not say, where is the Lord? Who brought us up from the land of Egypt? Who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through where no one lives. I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, where is the Lord? Those who handled the law did not know me the rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more, I accuse you, says the Lord, and I accuse your children's children. Cross to the coasts of Cyprus and look. Send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked, be utterly desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. The word of the Lord. Please join with me in saying Psalm 81. Sing with joy to God our strength, 
and raise a loud shout to the God of Jacob. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and said, Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. And let my people do not hear my voice, and Israel would not obey me. So I gave them over to the stubbornness of their hearts, to follow their own devices. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I should soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their punishment would last forever. But Israel would I feed with the finest wheat and satisfy him with honey from the rock. A reading from Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Who can, what can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn is hymn 545. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 545. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, 
he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon, or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Many years ago, I gave a lecture at Rutgers University in New Jersey. It was more years ago than I can remember. I cannot recall what I talked about. But what I do recall is that after the lecture, I stayed around to talk with the students, and what I recall very, very well is that a young man asked me a question that for me became an occasion of grace. I had a sister, he said. She was a few years younger than me. She meant everything to me. We spent a lot of time together. I taught her how to ride a bike. When she was 10 years old, she became very sick. It was leukemia. I watched her get worse and worse. I watched her suffer until she died when she was 14. Her death was more than I could bear. People tried to comfort me, saying things like, God's ways are not our ways. This is the mysterious will of God. Her suffering is over, and now she enjoys everlasting life in the glory of God. The priest at her funeral also said things like this, but nothing relieved my pain. That was several years ago, and I still hurt. How can I believe in the love and goodness of God? How can I believe in God? How can I believe in God? That was the young man's question. And I recall that I offered him the most understanding words I could, more or less repeating what others had offered. That was the best that I could do. 
He thanked me, of course, but I knew he was not really much comforted, and I don't think I did very much to strengthen his faith in God. I faced questions like this fairly often, as you can imagine. And I said what I did and what I could. But somehow, this young man's question hit me hard, hit me hard. And more than any other question like this, it was an occasion of grace. It got me thinking. It got me more than thinking. It got me praying for light. I thank God that all that thinking got me somewhere, and God gave me the light I was praying for. This morning, I would like to share that light with you. I only wish I had this light to offer to that young man at Rutgers University so many years ago. When bad things happen in our lives, when bad things happen in our world, we do look up to heaven for some understanding of God's ways and God's will. But the light that dawned on me was simply this, simply this. When bad things happen in our lives, when bad things happen in our world, these things are not of God. These things are not of God. These things are not God's will. Bad things that happen are not and cannot be of God. Bad things that happen in our lives and in our world are not and cannot be God's will. God's will for us is always and forever abundant life and complete joy. We have to, once and for all, radically affirm our thinking and radically affirm our understanding about bad things that happen and continue to happen. Let me tell you a story. It's a story from a book of Bible stories for children. The name of the book is, Does God Have a Big Toe? Frankly, I have found the stories in that book downright profound and wonderfully enlightening. The story, the story. God never liked miracles too much. They are too flashy. And they can hide the real truth about the people and the world God created. Before there was anything, there was God a few angels, and a huge swirling glob of rocks and water with no place to go. The angels asked God, why don't you clean up this mess? So God collected the rocks from the huge swirling glob and put them together in clumps. And God said, some of these rocks will be planets and some of these rocks will be stars and some of these rocks will just be rocks. Then God collected water from the huge swirling glob and put it together in pools of water and said, some of these pools of water will be oceans and some will be clouds and some of this water will be just water. Then the angel said, well, God, it is neater now, but is it finished? And God answered, nope. On some of the rocks, God placed growing things and creeping things and running things and leaping things and things that only God knows what they are. And when God had done all that, the angels asked God again, is the world finished now? And God answered, nope. God made a man and a woman and said to them, please finish the world. But the man and the woman said, we can't finish the world. We're too little. God answered them, you're big enough because I made you big enough. 
But I agree to this. If you keep trying to finish the world, I will be your partner, and you will be my partners. But the man and the woman asked God, what's a partner? And God answered, a partner is someone you work with on things, small things, big things, and even humongous things that neither of the partners can do alone. If you have a partner, it means that you never give up because your partner is depending on you. And God said, on the days you think I'm not doing enough, and on the days I think you are not doing enough, even on those days, we are still partners, and we must not stop trying to finish the world. That's the deal. And God and the man and the woman, the man and the woman and God agreed to that deal. Then the angels asked God, is the world finished yet? And God answered, go ask my partners. Go ask my partners. Do we get the meaning of the story? We are all, each and every one of us, partners with God in small ways and in great ways. God has given us brains and hearts, and more than this, he has filled us in all creation with his infinite spirit. God calls us to make life and to make the world what he really wills them to be, and he empowers us, us, to make it happen. It is up to us to make it so that bad things not happen in our lives and in our world. And while we're at this, until we overcome the bad things, God is with us every step of the way. God is with us every step of the way. When bad things happen in our lives and in our world, we must understand not so much to look up to God and not so much to look for miracles, but to look at ourselves and ask how well or not so well are we doing in finishing God's creation. It is up to us to use the brains and the heart God has given us and to believe in and draw upon his all-powerful spirit within to move his creation forward. So what does this mean practically? Practically. If people are getting sick and dying from this or that disease, this is not God's will. Rather, we have to ask ourselves, what is the world doing and how are we spending our resources in finding out how to prevent and cure this disease? And in the meantime, what are we doing to care for those felled by it? If children are starving, this is not God's will. Rather, we have to ask ourselves about how we are sharing the produce of the earth. The darkness of ignorance is everywhere, but what are we doing to shed the light of truth and the facts? Peace does not fall from above. Peace is the outcome of equal justice for all people. And so, more than praying for peace, let's ask what are we doing to ensure justice for all? Storms and floods and earthquakes are not God's doing. It's nature showing its awesome force. And the question is, what are we doing? What is the world doing to predict and to prevent such tragedies? And what are we doing to alleviate the suffering of those who felt nature's force? This is God's will. Putting people first, their needs, their rights, their hopes, their dreams, this is God's will. So what do our politics look like? And yet, and yet, many might ask, why didn't God create a world where there is no disease, where the world shares the produce of the earth? where the world shines with the light of truth, where people and governments assuredly preserve and guarantee equal justice for all, where there are no violent storms or floods or earthquakes, 
where people are always put first. Why didn't God create an already finished perfect world? Because such a world, such people, would not be real. It would be an antiseptic world, a plastic world, a world that is not natural, not a natural creation. And God doesn't make plastic junk. And people would be puppets. And God tells us, I have not made you puppets. I'm not pulling your strings. I've made you in my image, endowing you with reason and skill, and empowered you with my spirit. You are my partners. So I wish I could have answered that young man's question like this. Your sister's illness and death were not God's will. Suffering and death are not and cannot be of God. People mean well when they say things like this, but they are wrong. God's will for us is always abundant life and complete joy. And it is his will for us to make that happen, to make it happen that little girls never get leukemia. His will is in our hands. All through your sister's illness and at her death, you were saying, damn, damn, damn. And if you could have heard the voice of God, he was saying, damn, damn, damn. The day must come when God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and beloved sisters will no longer suffer and die of leukemia. Till all the jails are empty and all the bellies filled, till no one hurts or steals or lies and no more blood is spilled, till love and race and gender no longer separate, till pulpit, press, and politics are free of self and hate. God has work for us to do. Amen. I invite everyone to please stand and join in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to honor your, and to your honor and glory. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Harry and Nancy Hanoyan, Nell Hanratty, and Tom, Kim, and Zachary Hansen. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for campus ministry programs at Rhode Island College and the University of Rhode Island. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially James Gardner and Barbara Barton, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. I ask your prayers this morning for all who live within the context of violence, for refugees throughout this world. May we, as God's people, provide places of refuge and rest. I also ask your prayers for seasonable weather and most especially for continued rain here in this area and throughout the world where there is drought. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the pocket in the front of the pew. Simply fill it out and um, based on your answers we will be glad to put you on our email mailing list or not. I promise we won't share your information with anybody but the office but we love to know that you are here and we're glad to have you and we'd love to keep in communication with you if you wish. So just take a moment fill that out tear off the half and make it part of your offering this morning. Also, thank you so much to Father Rafino for his wonderful sermon this morning. It's wonderful, Russ, to have you back here with us at St. Peter's and back in the pulpit after so many years' absence. For those who are not familiar with Father Rafino, he was our rector here at St. Peter's from 1990, 1991 to from 1991 to 2007. So he's my predecessor's predecessor. What's that? the longest priest we've ever had here, and that is from our historian. So I'm working on the record. <laughs> I'm working on the record. 
looking forward to announcements. There are several sign-ups on the porch this morning. Uh, first of all, there is sign-ups for lay ministers. Uh, we are looking for people throughout September willing to help as lectors or readers, um, lay Eucharistic ministers or chalice bearers, as well as ushers at both services. We are also looking for help for our cookout on September 11th, immediately following this service. Our grill master is looking for several people to help. That's Ron Cowie over here in the sound booth. Um, we are looking for people to help with, with grilling the Hamburgs and the Soggies, I think I got that name right, as well as helping with setup between services and then of course the wonderful job of helping with cleanup and breakdown uh, after we are done with our picnic. And again, everyone is invited to the um, cookout. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're at 8 o'clock or usually or 10.15. Please come and join us as we celebrate the arrival of fall and whatever else we may be celebrating as parents celebrate the beginning of school and the peace on earth that comes from 9 to 3 during the day. The other piece that goes on now that we're heading into September, our summer programming is phasing out and we're moving rapidly into our fall programming and starting on Wednesday, September 14th, we will once again begin our uh, Wednesday noontime Bible study. That is a Bible study that's been going on now for at least the last 10 years, if not longer. It takes place on Zoom. Everyone is welcome to try it out. And this year we are going to begin a journey through the book of Exodus the second book of the Bible. So um, please, if you are interested, let me know. I will be glad to set you up with a link. Um, we may have our first meeting here just so people can greet each other and um, see each other for the first time in a while and then go back to Zoom as people take off for Florida and other places. Later in September, we will begin our Thursday evening Bible study. That is also by Zoom. And that group will be picking up where they left off with the 15th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And again, like um, everything here, please feel free to just drop in for a session, try it out, and go from there. On the 15th of September, we will have our final brothers keepers concert this is our big one so i hope everyone has got it on their calendar at 7 p.m jody DeSalvo will be back with glenn basham glenn is the concert master and violinist at the as part of the naples uh, philharmonic symphony in naples florida they have been performing together and entertaining together for well over 33 years last time he was here about three years ago it was phenomenal, a lot of fun. They will be taking requests from the, from the audience as well as performing many wonderful pieces from all sorts of genres of music, whether it be um, show tunes or classical. So it should be a great evening, a fun evening. Tickets are $25 per person and the money goes directly to help with buying food for the community market here on Friday afternoons. Also, before I forget, just a thank you to those who are helping out this morning, to John Hines and Bruce Martin as our ushers, to our lay Eucharistic ministers, Patty Risica and Lilia Palmieri, and to Joe for being our reader, and also, as always, our great appreciation to Tim and Tony for our music this morning and guiding us through our hymns. Those are all of my announcements at this time. Are there any other announcements for the good of the order? Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
be with you and also with you lift up your hearts we lift them to the Lord let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right to give him thanks and praise it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father almighty creator of heaven and earth for by water and the Holy Spirit you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. 
Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. And Father, will you give us our blessing this morning? Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 376. Let's go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.